This is the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Julie shares uncommon wisdom on feminine ways of becoming fully resourced so you can help save our beautiful planet. Listen in if you want to heal your money story and do your part to birth a planet-forward consciousness. Hey, Prosperous Feminine Collective, it's Julie Steelman. I'm so glad to be back with you. I skipped last week because I was at a business retreat. Let me tell you, it was powerful and it was dynamic. And I've been sitting with some ideas about things for a little bit. And in this retreat, I got more and more clear about our relationship with money, especially women over 40 and over 50, right? We have a very unique set of information that was passed to us from society, from our mothers. And if you think back, our moms, for them, the witch hunt, the having to give and serve in your places in the home was very real for them, you know? And we had that modeled for us. And so there's a lot of talk about money story, but to me, that's that's not the entirety of the conversation The money story is the details that you fill in to give something color to make it come alive, right? But I think there's something much more insidious and embedded and deeper than that, which is a money identity. And I've been doing a lot of journaling and downloading around this, and it's going to go into my upcoming book about the concept of having a money identity. So there's this way inside of ourselves based on what was reflected to us, what we've seen in society, what we've made up about money and how we relate to money. And yeah, we can tell a story about my dad did this or I saw someone do that. Those are details. But what gets left behind is this assumption about who we are as women in relationship to money. And most of those images, thoughts, ideas, conversations in society are all about keeping women small and quiet. And so when it comes to thinking about making money, being in flow with money, having money, creating wealth, which is more than you need, being philanthropic, right? What comes up are these old narratives around servitude versus service, that we want to be of service, but a lot of the messaging that came through to us is about servitude. Your place is in the home. Your place is to do this. Good girls don't do that. They don't challenge societal norms, right? And another one is the real, like the prostitution one. And we all know it exists, but we don't totally relate to prostitution because we haven't had that direct experience. And maybe you have. And But what happens is this assumption that you sold out, you compromised your values, right? That's how that one plays out. It's really subtle, but it's a big word that we shy away from, but it has this incredible subtlety to it of you aren't really staying true to your values. You're out of integrity. 
And we tell ourselves that a lot because there was so much modeling in the traditionally masculine money system of being out of integrity. We see it today. We see it all the time. It's the lion's share. Go back and listen to my podcast on economics versus economics and you'll get what I'm talking about. Is there's this voracious hunger of the never-ending take and acquisition, right? That is not a sustainable model. It's a consumptive model. And as women, we want to be in generative models because we're of high integrity and we care about the impact that we have. And, and that's why I actually think we've been challenged with coming into right relationship with money because when we do, we'll actually change the entire nature of the economy. So let's keep going. So leading into that is another thing, right, about money is abusiveness, is patriarchal control over, is the colonization, right? And there's this whole idea of if you're a conscious, caring woman and you have a lot of money or you're out there selling something, that there's this out of integrity around it, right? And so there's this big conflict that we're in with money and money making and salary Women in corporate America who are super effing smart have still yet not figured out how to negotiate their own way out of a pay gap. I figured it out a long time ago because I started studying what the guys got paid and I asked for more. It's not that simple, but there's a point where we can't stay in collusion with these old narratives that were imposed upon us as ways that we're supposed to be. And... You know, there's another assumption that money is masculine, that men control money, even in the old framework of marriage. The the archetype of marriage says, in the traditional sense, that the man is the source and the supply and the woman gets her money through him. And so she has to conform to certain things in order for that to be so. That assumption is in there, right? So can you start to see the overarching assumptions about what happens? And it's like these ideas about the prostitute archetypes. If I have a lot of money, people or others or my family are going to think I sold out, that I'm compromising my values, that I'm being out of integrity. And given that I'm a conscious spiritual woman, that's not okay with me. Can you see how this plays out? Or if you have a lot of money, you're viewed as someone of privilege and you did something untowards to get it, that you're too big for your britches, right? And then this other thing about If you have a lot of money, well, it's better to give than receive, right? So now you're out of harmony with a scripture. (laughs) Can you see how this works, right? And so we start in our consciousness building a money identity, not a story. Stories, details. Everybody talks about story, but there's something deeper that's more destructive, which is a money identity. And so what I want you to do is like really lean into like which one of these kind of has the biggest resonance for you about a a conflict between being of service and being in servitude. 
of going out and making an offer, but feeling like you're compromising your values and so the prostitute energy comes in. Or that if I have a lot of money, then I become a woman of privilege and that means I'm leaving people behind or I'm acting like I don't care about them, right? See how these play out. So we get these money identities going and they become unconscious because they're so automatic that as soon as we are trying to build our business, make an offer, even catalyzing or naming our gifts, this comes into play. So I'm going to say something here that you might not like, and that is you actually don't have a money problem. You have a self-perception problem. You don't have a visibility problem. You have a self-perception problem. You don't have a relationship problem. You have a self-perception problem. And so as women are rising, right, we need to be nurtured in these areas where we go through consciousness shifts. Because we can be in containers with a lot of other women and be nurtured and supported, but we have to recondition our consciousness for the time we are in. So I'm going to give you three steps. And if you want to talk to me more about this, certainly reach out to me because we can have a session and talk about how I might be able to help you break up with these money identities and create a new positive way of being in relationship with money so that you can fulfill your dreams, you can name your gifts, you can catalyze your greatness, you can optimize your energy, and you can be in right relationship with money. Because as a collective, this is a woman's issue because we have a self-perception issue. I hope this is making sense to you. So the first step is, I want you to think about these energies I've named of the prostitute, of being out of integrity, of service versus servitude. Oh, well, I'm supposed to give the world everything and not ask for anything, right? That's the servitude versus service conflict. There's a privilege conflict, right? If I have more than enough, I'm taking something from someone else or I'm leaving someone else behind. That's not okay with me. That's a privilege conflict. And there's a masculine dominate over me conflict. The men control the money. If I'm in relationship with money, then I'm like men or I'm like how I've seen men be with money and I don't want to be that, right? Okay, so which one of those kind of lands for you? I think we all carry some of it because at this age stage, we all had mothers that were really living in the witch hunt, that it wasn't safe to stand out, that it wasn't safe to break conditioned norms, that it wasn't safe to take up your right space in society. But if we're going to rise in a world where currency and money is the primary means of exchange, then we need to come into right relationship with it. And can you see what this money identity is actually costing you? It's costing you the ability to fully tap your potential. That this hunger, yearning, and desire to put your greatest gifts into the world because you feel the call that what you uniquely offer can make a difference, especially at this time with all of the racial unrest, all of the sexual unrest, and all of the climatary and ecological grief. We are in a state of evolution, ladies. Let's use this. Okay, so here's the three steps. 
I want you to write out, this will only take you like five minutes, but I promise you it'll start to have you break up with this conditioning and the images and the energy of these archetypes that have held us back for far too long because they were intended to hold us back. And that is we have to resolve the inner conflict. And so the first step is I want you to answer the question, if I had a lot of money, people, family, or others will think I'm, and I want you to finish the sentence. So it might sound something like this. If I had a lot of money, people, family, or others will think I'm too big for my britches, full of myself, have forgotten my place, and I don't remember who I am, and I'm doing the wrong things, right? So it's an alienation. It's an unsafe to have a lot of money. Can you see that in this? Okay, so take a breath after you do that. The second thing, I want you to really own that we are in an evolutionary state and to say to yourself, that was then. That's what my mom experienced. That's what that age stage was about. That was that era. And this is now. And now I'm rising. And now I have permission to do so. And I'm going to make space inside myself. So that was then. This is now. That's the second step. Really feel into that energy of setting this aside and declaring it is not of this current era. The third step I want you to take is I want you to write a new sentence. And I want you to get into a place and think of a time when you were really resourced, when you were really in your flow, when you were really dialed in with what you were sharing and what you were saying. It could be a mom moment. It could be an exchange with your parents. It could be a relationship moment. It could be a moment with a client. It could be a moment in your career. I remember what mine felt like in corporate America when I was dialed in and I figured out the game and I was winning constantly. And I go back to her all the time. She's the one who earned her way out of corporate America and didn't let anybody tell her she couldn't do that. And so from there, write a new sentence. When I, when I have a lot of money, I will. And then I want you to complete that sentence. Might sound something like this. When I have a lot of money, I will tend it carefully. I will steward it well. And I will use it for the good of myself and others. Can you feel the energetic shift, right? This disempowerment is an inner conflict that we need to resolve and shift into an empowered money identity. You can even take a fourth step, which is who I am now is and the right relationship I'm in with money is. This is potent medicine. Don't take this for granted. I would actually encourage you to listen to this three times and do this exercise three times. So there's three steps. If I had a lot of money, people, family, or others will think I'm is the first step. The second step is really getting clear that that was then and this is now. And the third step is finishing the sentence when I have a lot of money. Because I know this about you. You are high integrity and you will not compromise that. And so stop thinking you will. That you want to have a big impact and you have the skills and the capacities to have a big impact 
but your money identity is holding you back from being visible, from naming your gifts, and from and from asking for money in exchange for the greatest thing that you could offer humanity. I promise you that your money identity is holding you back. It, mine's been holding me back and I found new ways it's been holding me back. It's been holding me back in a visibility area. And so I leave you with that today. And I would love it if you reply and you tell me what opened up for you and what you're celebrating. Because this is a time to celebrate. We don't have to carry these old stories anymore. We can break up with the karma of it. We can be free of the archetypal energy of it and create new empowered archetypes, right? The prosperous feminine is an empowered archetype. Would you be willing to step into her? Thanks for listening to the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Visit juliesteelman.com and subscribe to find out more.